Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hi, guys. (laughs) Welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Uh, This fierce and feral Ferengi over here to my right. Oh, why? I'm making guess. I'm no Ferengi. No, you you think, goodness, you are no Ferengi. I can't stand. the worst. Cannot stand the Ferengi. So I'm sorry. I take it back. It just sounded like a good rhyme to use. Yeah, you know. You know, I always try to do my little rhymes for you at the beginning and everything. (laughs) All right. So we are here with uh, the second episode of Picard season three. Uh, The episode was entitled Disengage. Mm -hmm. And we are going to talk about it just like we did last week. Uh, For those that didn't see last week or haven't seen us in the past, We like to talk about all this geeky kind of stuff. We're big, big Trek nerds, and uh, we've done, we did the entire season one uh, review recap thing. Uh, We had mixed feelings about that one. Yeah. We liked it, but, you know, cast was great. Some of the writing was a little funny. Uh, Same with season two. Uh, We enjoyed season two. We did a recap of that and everything, and again, it... It didn't end how we hoped it would. No. <laughs> so we are really hoping with this one, although we're still very early in the season, we're really, really hoping that they get they, they stick the landing at the end. Starting I, strong. I'm, I'm so nervous, though. I know. I don't want to be WandaVisioned again. Oh, God. Don't even bring up WandaVision. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's a perfect example. WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Very much enjoyed that show. And then... The ending. Mm. And then the end. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know. We... It makes me terrified to even think about what could possibly be coming up next. I, I don't want to speculate. Just as long as they don't bring Brent Spiner in and call him like Frank Boner or something <laughs> like that. As long as we don't get Frank Bonered, I'll, I'll be okay. He's Lore Boner. <laughs> lore Boner. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we, so far with the first episode, we really, really felt like season three of Picard shows a lot of promise. Megan, what is your overall feeling about episode two? I freaking flapping, gosh <laughs> darn it. Loved it. Every second of it. Wow. I, I okay. thought it was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Thought it was really good. Um, yeah, there, there's still so many questions to be answered. And one thing I'm... It's kind of weird. Like, this show is so far is doing something that... Tell me tell me if you're feeling this or not. Because we haven't even... We, we literally just got down here into the studio, turned the stuff on, and started recording. Because you watched the episode separately. Yeah, I watched it on my lunch hour. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just a busy, busy day. So. I, so did I. And I just watched it just before I got here. Um, so I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this. But tell me, the one thing that I guess... Not trying to be critical right off the bat, but I feel like... Sometimes, wait, yes, before you do, what? this is your spoiler warning. Oh, okay. just in case, because I don't know what you're gonna say. Yeah, if you did, if you <laughs> so didn't, spoiler warnings if you have not watched it, disengage now, go and watch it. Yeah, and yeah, then come back and re engage. Okay, y- yeah, if you, you may continue, right? If you didn't happen to see uh, that in the title that I put live stream spoilers, all that kind of stuff, um. But yeah, we're we're gonna get into detail. So if you haven't watched this episode of Picard yet, if you're not into spoilers like me, because I love spoiling stuff to, for myself, I I'm far too impatient. Uh, if you're not like me, then you're gonna want to wait and come back 
watch or listen to us later. Thank you. All right. So what I was going to say is I feel like one thing this show has done in the past and I'm still seeing them do it. And it's a little concerning for me because there's only 10 episodes. Right. Right. Um, I feel like they're taking a little long in some ways. Like it's cool. We're getting certain things like revealed, but then we're also taking a while to get there. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're surely taking their time for one thing. We're already two episodes in, there's only eight episodes left. That might seem like a lot, but that's going to go by really quick. And we still have a lot of characters and a lot of story that we know from trailers and information that's been leaked out there. We still have a lot of stuff yet to touch on. And I'm really concerned that they're taking so long now in the beginning with setting all this up that we're going to get like crammed in at the end because we know from past experience with this series that they do that. What do you they, think about they that? They do, but I don't agree. Okay. I feel like we're moving along pretty fast because I thought they'd draw out this who ha- Rafi's handler is and stuff like that, and boom, we already got the answer. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I was like, we're going to draw, is he, isn't he, or maybe he is a son, I don't know, we'll right. see. Boom, we got our answer. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's fair. The, you know, well, that's what I'm saying. And we already, got, we already got four TNG crew. Four of them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But it's not even just, it's not even just so much of the reveals, but it's like, like you're mentioning one of those crew that we'll get to when we when we talk when we do a recap so um, one of the crew that's like you know amazing although he has one line uh, basically and then the other one didn't have any lines you know like just kind of wanders in and everything but she's such a great actress she doesn't need lines that's that's true yeah and it is a it is a powerful scene that mm-hmm. again we'll, we'll get to it we'll get to it um yeah i i like i said i don't have any complaints and I'm sure I'm just getting ahead of myself with this but it's just because I'm a little I'm a little, little sh- gun shy yeah I'm a little shy about this show and what we've experienced from it in the past and I'm just seeing certain things that I'm going oh man I, I really hope they're not going to do that again I really hope they're not going to drag drag this out I don't want to wait until episode six or seven to finally have like the point of this storyline explained to us the real point, you know, not just all these cool little reveals about Picard and Beverly and their, you know, like that's all cool. But it's like, I would like to know more so I can be more invested in the story and not have it revealed to us two thirds of the way through the season, like they did last season, like they did the season before. And I and maybe because again, I've read up on some stuff. Okay. So, to my understanding, episodes four, five, and six are where this is at. Okay. So, it's smack in the middle. So, we get some buildup, they slam it all on us, and then we get the wind down. Okay. So, you're saying I just need to... Calm down. Just, just <laughs> give it time, okay? Cool my jets. Cool right? your jets, I need yeah. need to be patient. All right, I mean, okay. Fair enough. I, tractor I, I, beam you back in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could put like a tractor beam lasso around me right. and hurl, <laughs> hurl me. you across the... Yeah. That was new, huh? That was pretty... Yeah. There, pretty well, odd. Like I said... I, I just wanted that that I wanted to bring that up right off the bat because that is just really my only concern. It's I don't want to call it a complaint because it's not a complaint. It's my only concern I have so far. And it's valid. You know, because I'm already a little bummed that we're not getting 
the return of some of my favorite characters from seasons one and two. Mm -hmm. Although Rafi is there, that's great, mm -hmm. you know. But I mean, everybody else is gone. We got Laris for like five seconds and pretty much get the impression she's gone. She's gone, yeah. Welcome you know? to see your episode 10. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that that's so I'm already a little bit wary because of that. And then just certain pacing things like it's cool they're throwing this other stuff at us, but anyway so uh before i ramble on forever and ever and ever let's get into the recap let's part do of it. it all right so this episode basically starts out with a flashback a uh it goes two weeks ago yeah it goes back a little bit and we see uh we know his name now he's jack, jack. crusher yeah uh conveniently named after her ex or her husband that died yes exactly after uh senior jack yeah yeah and if you're a TNG fan, you know all about that stuff. So I'm not going to get into that. But in any case, we see that um, he is legit in terms of that he's not some shady person pretending to be who he is or whatever. Like he's legitimately with uh, Beverly working with her. They are basically um, sort of like Robin Hoods of uh, medical supplies. <laughs> They're, they're thieves, essentially. They're stealing stuff. They're even stealing uh, weapons and other things they can use to barter for medical supplies. But they're going into uh, war-ravaged areas and stuff and trying to help people that are hurt or Delarian fever yeah or that there's because there's pandemics and things going on in these different systems and they're trying to help it's all part of if you look on the wall in his ship you see the symbol of the mariposa thing on the wall which if you watched season two you know that that all started with mm -hmm. uh rios and his new uh, woman stuff, and yeah. everything and their son and everything and all that that's so that's like a really cool throwback to that like mm -hmm. i love that they they touch on that it would be awesome if there was even just a line of dialogue or something where you know, maybe Jack and Beverly like bring that up and say, well, you know, we're carrying on in this tradition of the Mariposa thing and all that stuff. And Picard to be like, oh, you know, yeah, I knew them. <laughs> I know all about that. I was there when it started, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing like that would be awesome. Because, again, I, I do have love for characters like Rios and their storylines. So anyway, uh, we come to find out that. He's bartering with these guys. What were they called? The Fenris uh, Raiders? Ranger, Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, something like the Fenris Rangers. So not Fenris from Dark Throne, the black metal band, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, so a, a different one entirely. Uh, he's kind of wheeling and dealing with them and, and all this stuff. Uh, giving, I love that line. He's like, not that I'm trying to bribe you. If I was going to do that. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was it was a pretty cool exchange. You you see that Jack is just kind of like this savvy, uh, you know, you get the impression he's been around. He's been doing this for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but then what we also find out is we get hinted at these Ranger guys obviously are not just there to uh, get some bounty of goods there they they report to someone that hey we we found him so yeah yeah you know that somebody Ooh, what's that about is looking for jack um 
So then we move on to the present. Uh, Picard and Riker and Jack are still trapped aboard uh, Jack and Beverly's ship. The Elos? Yeah, the Elos or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, So they are trapped aboard that ship and that gigantic scorpion-looking ship out there. Uh, What was that ship? The Shrike. The Shrike, that's it. The Shrike ship is out there. It's literally like... 15 times the size of Jack's ship. <laughs> Huge. It looks very intimidating. And uh, come to find out that they are, at first, they Picard and them, they don't know what this is all about. And they realize that, well, they're not just simply trying to destroy them or rob them or murder them. They are trying, they're to, trying to get something. Yeah. And they are trying to get Jack, they determine. Yeah. Because, yeah. I love, again, another thing I loved. Jack's yeah. like, what are you doing, old man? And he's like, oh, trust me, I'm preventing. He's like, preventing what? What are yeah. you even talking about? Yeah. And sure enough, the, the moment they tried to take Jack, he's like, see? Yep. See, I knew they were going to do that. Go. I've been around the block a few times, yeah. son. <laughs> um, emphasis on son, yeah, but we'll right? get to that in a minute. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool, them trying to beam him off and of the ship onto theirs. And that's like Picard's like, okay, that proves my theory. They're after you. So these are bounty hunters, most likely, or, or something like that. So uh, where does that leave us? So then meanwhile, over nearby, we have good old Captain Shaw. <laughs> And the, uh, was it, the Titan? The Titan, yep. And everything. And they are being hailed by some weak signal coming through that uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot LaForge uh, ends up tell- telling him, I forget what her was. Sydney. Sydney, yeah. But what was her, what was her nickname? <laughs> oh, so I don't remember. It was like, yeah, Smash Up, Smash up LaForge or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's reporting that, hey, we're getting this signal. We're being hailed somehow. It's really weak. And, uh, the long and short of it is that with Seven's persisting nagging is like, look, that's Picard and Riker. They need help. We need to go help them. Once again, Shaw being Shaw totally, uh, you know, dresses her down and, <laughs> and, and everything and is like, hang on, let me get this open. I, so, so you could see what I'm talking about. There we go. There's his cruddy mug. Anyway. <laughs> I know, I know. People keep telling me, oh, he's going to grow on you. Yeah, well, right now, Shaw's still rubbing me the wrong rubbing way. Rubbing you raw? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So he's dressing down Seven, threatening her again and everything. And I love that she stood up to him mm-hmm. and was like, okay, fine. You know what? You can either be a hero and go save two absolute legends from whatever peril they're in, or you could be a fucking coward and you'll be, mem- you'll be remembered for that. And he just doesn't have anything to say and i was like ha good (laughs) now granted you can already tell and again we've heard enough other spoilers and little tidbits out there that i think we're going to see some other sides of shaw whether or not he turns out to be a good guy or we're just gonna there's more depth to his character than him just being this stick up the ass like you know tightwad guy what you you seem like once again i i need to emphasize if you didn't see episode one i'm not even spoiling stuff like usual this one over here to my right (laughs) your left she's the one that's got all the insights this time around i don't have any other insights i am just not being as harsh on shaw as you are okay because 
in the original series and in, in TNG, and I'm sure the other ones that I uh-huh. wasn't as into, but right. every time an admiral comes on board, they're always up to no good. It's always the captain. If it was switched roles, and it was a captain we know and we love, and they're acting, maybe not like the first episode, but this episode where he's like, no, this is reckless. I'm not risking my crew. We're not doing this. You're doing this for personal reasons. Okay. We're not doing it. Okay. We would be less mad about this. I, no, I wouldn't be. And here's why. Because we've seen those episodes. We've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. We've seen where other people people who are supposedly big Starfleet people came aboard the Enterprise and, you know, it seemed off and Picard was like, I have to, and he was stern, you know, I have to be concerned about my crew and my ship and blah, 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 blah. But he never, ever dressed down so harshly and just disrespectfully people that don't deserve to be dressed. And not to mention the fact that I don't care if he's a retired admiral, you know, anything about any kind of military, you don't do that. Man, I'm sorry, but you are a lowly ship's captain. This is a retired, very decorated admiral. And regardless of what you think about his past and how he did things and, you know, whatever is beyond the point. You do not talk that way. And then on top of it, just the way you see he talks to seven of nine and he's basically like racist against her essentially, because she was Borg and the way he dead names her and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. He's a dick. He's just a dick. He's not wrong in that he's not wrong about being like, hey, this is all shady and I'm not an idiot. You know, like I know he's not wrong about that. He's not wrong about, look, I have to put my crew and everybody, you know, in front of everything. Yeah, I didn't say his methods were good. I'm just saying we've seen other captains do this Yeah, where they but, just don't go along. He's seeing through everybody's shit and he's calling them out on it, basically. Not, not, not but he's, good. But he's an but, asshole about it. Yeah, he's an asshole about he's it. He's an he asshole is. about it, you know. So I just can't, I can't, I can't get, I can't get behind him if he's going to act like that. Anyway, so that's sort of where that's left. Things are getting really, really tense over there with uh, Riker and Picard and Jack. We, it looks like they're toast. And then one of the best scenes in the episode. It was amazing. At the last minute, we suddenly see the Titan just, phoom, just like puts a barrier in between the two Literally, ships. Literally, that was amazing and breaks the tractor beam. That was, oh my God, that was so cool. That was definitely one of the coolest things I've I've seen on this show. It looked amazing. They did such a great job with yeah, that. Yeah, they really did, you know. Do we have it? I don't, I know. Oh. It's unfortunately, they, they there was, it, there huh? was no, uh, there was no picture, but just to give you an idea, if you haven't seen it, there's, there's a scale of the two ships and that's right is about like is it's about to happen like you know Picard and his crew are toast Mm -hmm. and then the Titan just comes right in between and uh yeah I mean look it up I'm sure in a couple of days it'll be online this this episode literally just came out hours ago so it's a little soon but um yeah so that was amazing that was also cool because it's like all right cool like Shaw he knows what he's got to do. Like, yeah, he knows he, he he's can. not beyond doing it. He's just going to give him shit till he gets there. Well, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get into that into a minute. So he ends up, so Shaw ends up bringing 
them all on board. He brings Beverly on board in her little stasis pod thing. They immediately put her into uh, uh, the doctor's. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little uh, worried at first. Like, wait. There's only three. What happened? Right. Yeah. They they ship her off to medical and everything because she's still kind of fighting to for her life, life. and all that yeah. stuff. Um, Shaw is Shaw is obviously you know none too pleased with uh, <laughs> with Picard and and all of this stuff. But <laughs> uh, basically, before they can even really get into it, they find out they're being hailed by this enemy ship and we get to see for the first time the uh the antagonist mm-hmm. here and what what was the name it was Vatic Vatic right played by Amanda Plummer Amanda Plummer yeah great great actress now i will she say she was having so much fun yeah i yeah you could she was so well, she's she's perfect for it <laughs> she's perfect for it now i will say the fact that they made Vatic a little Overly similar to uh, the Frau from the Austin Powers series. (laughs) Uh, It bothers me a little bit. As soon as I saw her with that hair parted over and just her kind of look, and I I just immediately was going to be like, expect her to start yelling like, Picard! Give me the clone! You know, it's like... I, I. Seriously, I, 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 I tell me, folks, am I the only one that drew that parallel between the two? Because... I'm that, sure you're not. That that's pretty similar. That's that's just what it reminded me of right off the bat. But in any case, we get to meet this this uh, this new character, Vatic, and she is essentially a bounty hunter. We're guessing that's what she claims to be. Yeah, she's a, and, what they assume she is. I guess right. And she is after Jack supposedly because there is all these bounties on his head. Because he's stolen things, that he's got a murder rap that is supposedly he's got a beat, you know. That yeah, He's got a rap sheet yeah, a mile long. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's a troublemaker. Uh, Picard is not thrilled about this at all. Um, because, of course, he... Yeah, they all turn to look at Jack like, yeah. are you really worth all this? Yeah, we don't even know you. Are you really even Jack? Right. We don't know. Right. We don't know squat. And that's a good point, too, because we as the viewers at home kind of get more of an idea because we saw that little prequel scene mm-hmm. of the flashback. We kind of know what his deal is. But for the for Picard and the crew, they don't really know. They're just going by this kid's word for it. Although, the only thing that's making, especially Riker, that's making him think, no, I think this is legit, is because he keeps looking at Jack and going, God, this is familiar. Yeah, this guy looks really familiar to me. Who's he reminding me of? Hmm. Hey, Jean-Luc, look at him. Who's he reminding you of? And Jean-Luc's like not having it. Like <laughs> he's like, he's, seriously, you can't see it? No? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I he's like, seriously, you, you really can't see it. He's like <laughs> playing dumb. Like, no, no. He's like, you really can't see it. He's like, nope, can't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. And and Riker's just like, okay, fine, whatever. We'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um... So, anyway, uh, they are given, what is it? It was like 20 minutes or something like that, or 18 half minutes? An hour half an something, something like that. A very brief amount of time that they need to decide what they're going to do. They either need to turn over this Jack guy to... Or die. Yeah, yeah, to Vanek, or, or she's going to kill him. Because, like, again, got a big ship. She allows them, and a pretty gangster move. She's so bad. Right. I'm kind of loving her. Yeah. In a pretty gangster move, she's like, you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to drop my shields and I'm going to let you scan my ship so you can see what kind of weapons I have. And when they do, they see like, <laughs> you know, holy shit, she has all, all the these weapons. weapons as long as Jack's rap sheet. Yeah. And uh, and tellingly, maybe hintingly, tellingly, it also looks like she has uh, some unidentified weapons on yeah. the ship that they can't identify. Oh, oh you didn't catch that. Oh, huh? I didn't catch that. Put those two together. Uh huh. Interesting. Right. So I will use that as the segue to lead into the next part of the story, because meanwhile, simultaneously over off world elsewhere, we have. Rafi. Now, Rafi, as you know from the first episode, is deep undercover for Starfleet, going into these drug dens and this underworld stuff, trying to find out who these people are that stole all this dangerous tech uh, that can be used as a weapon. And as we saw at the end of episode one, they did use it as a weapon. They killed, what did they say, 170 people yeah 176 or yeah something something like like that yeah yeah yeah, exactly uh when they use this weapon to obliterate that uh starfleet uh Training training center so now it's very personal for rafi before it was a job now she she feels very personal about it except that She's being told by her unknown contact, I'm throwing, if you're just listening. (laughs) Her handler. Yeah, I'm throwing up the uh, quotations. Her handler from from Starfleet that she doesn't know who it is. Uh, She's being told, no, we're we're done, back off. We're not going to do anything more about this. She's furious about that. Yeah. (laughs) Because she's like, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm in so deep now and I had to watch this happen. I couldn't stop it. And all this is going on and you don't want me to do anything about it? F you. So she basically... Basically, decides she's going to kind of go rogue, and she reaches out to her ex-husband, Jay. I think. Yeah, Jay. Um, as you could guess, if you know anything about Rafi and her history, it doesn't go well <laughs> at all. And that's one thing I would like to bring up. I'd like to get your input on this, especially. Man, I feel like like I get it. I understand that she has a rough past she went through addiction she alienated her family there was a lot of that that went on there you know but i also feel like she's had a lot of time now Mm -hmm. to sort of redeem herself and show that she's tried to become a better person because i mean you think about from where things were at the start of season one right okay and the amount of time that has passed because it's been a while because you know it's been a couple of years or so but has it no well we know it has because when we think about when season two started there was a significant amount of time between the end of season one and the start of season two because elron or elnor had gone into uh, training and Starfleet Academy and he was remember so there was a long I mean there's been I think at least probably close to a couple of years here since since the beginning there when Rafi first like kicked you know right I just don't remember when they came back from the past yeah when did they come back well I mean even if it was like right after I'm still saying there still was a pretty significant amount of time could be. and 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 even so, I just feel like I understand the husband's point, you know, and he doesn't trust her and he feels betrayed. And I understand the kid's point that he doesn't trust his mom and this and that, blah, blah, blah. But I thought 
when it's clear that she's like, look, I'm doing this thing. I'm working for Starfleet. Like, I'm working for Starfleet. I'm involved in something very important, and lives are at stake, and you have information that could help me. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll help you, but you're going to have to choose. Either I give you this information to help you and save all these people, or I'll put in a good word for you and try to mend your relationship with your son. And forces her to choose like that? I'm sorry. I think that's bullshit. No, I I completely agree. I did not like that scene okay but i wonder if there's a bigger picture well because because in this episode the scene she had to choose between her son or saving a ton of lives okay and that's how this episode ends as well by somebody else having to make that same exact choice yeah oh yeah that's a good parallel i didn't really think about the parallel there with sons and lives and all that kind of stuff that that's a good catch there, Meg. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they're, they're, they're on the same path, but they chose different answers. Right. Will they get to the same right. space at the end? Well, you know, and it's interesting you bring that up because there's also other parallels that are going on. Because we've got the parallels there of the estranged relationship between Rafi and her ex. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the, you know, the cloud that's hovering over all of us right now with Beverly and Jean-Luc, you right. know, cuz they're another estranged pair and everything where and where there's like you just said where there's a kid involved in all that, uh, you know, that's it's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I wouldn't even have thought of that. See? Yeah, because I'm wondering. That's why I need her around. <laughs> like we have the whole Picard and obviously the, everything that yeah. we're going to get to. Right. But Rafi, I'm, what I'm hoping, I have no idea, is <laughs> at the end by her choosing the route of saving other everybody's lives like she is to right. get to this weapon that at the end of it, her son will be there waiting for her because... She did all this for everybody. Therefore, she's not just selfish, just thinking about herself with the drugs. We'll see. That'll be it. I have how she gets to her son. I have some theories about this series. And I mean, it's 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 literally just, you know, spitballing. Or WandaVision it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have some theories. And I really wonder if she's going to survive. I don't know if anybody's going to survive. That's a That's good... my way going into it. Nobody's surviving this. That yeah. way I'm not crushed. Oof. Yeah. Crushed by Crusher. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so back, uh, so it switches back to the ship for a while and everything to see what's going on there. Um, Picard and Shaw are kind of going back and forth debating about what they should do and everything because needless to say, of course, Picard's instinct is we need to protect Jack. Obviously, there was a reason that Beverly, you know, wanted me to come out and do this. What you know, I'm sure it's because she wanted me to not just so much protect her, but protect protect Jack. Mm-hmm. Plus, Picard, he's not admitting it, but he's got it there in his in his shiny noggin of uh, <laughs> who Jack probably is. Meanwhile, Shaw's being Shaw and saying, "Hey, look, you know, like I'm giving you like 15 more minutes, and then we're turning him over because I cannot risk my crew." Uh, Picard goes and talks to Jack, tries to tries to kind of be like the uh, like the do the bad cop kind of routine with Jack to get him to fess up if he's not telling the truth about stuff mm-hmm. and everything. And um, Jack kind of puts him 
a little bit in his place and is just like, hey, look, man, like you don't know me. You don't know my mother. You have this image in your mind that my mother is like this angelic, like, you know, pacifist and everything. But you don't know what we've been doing and everything. And at one point, Picard blurts out at him and is like, who's your father? And I have no father. Yeah. And he goes, I have no father. And Picard's just like, oh, damn. OK, yeah, <laughs> okay. I can't. I can't. You know, what am I going to say to that? Because you already know the answer to that, don't you, Jean-Luc? But <laughs> anyway, so that that whole thing's going on. And again, they're still debating about like, well, do we do we harbor this criminal, essentially, and risk everybody's butts when we don't know for sure that this guy is even telling the truth? Uh, meanwhile, Vada keeps taunting them, funnily kind of taunting them, being like, hey, you know, time's ticking down. You know, she's she's loving this. And one of the things that she brings up in one of her little taunts mm-hmm. that I think is very important to bring up is for somebody who's just simply a bounty hunter or whatever, she has a lot of inside information. Did you catch that at all? When she's, first of all, she knows Jean-Luc Everybody, Picard. Yeah. She knows him. She talks about how he has a, a fake body, essentially. Yeah. Like, that's like, oh, wow. In the synthetic she, flesh. Synthetic flesh. She knows all about that, that, you know, that's going back to season one and all that kind of stuff. She she knows about that. And then, here's where it was really interesting to me, is she knew who uh, Liam Shaw was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, yeah, I read your psych report or whatever she's like are you feeling are you feeling regular today like are you being yeah that was very telling and i was like oh okay. no wonder he's playing it so safe i'm like i wonder if we're gonna find out that in actuality for as much as he bitches and talks all this shit about picard and Riker and all oh, you guys are just reckless and blah 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 i bet we're gonna find out that shaw is a fucking loose cannon <laughs> I bet we're going to find out that he was just like a psychotic cowboy, man. You know what I mean? Like that he I there that that line was very obviously thrown in there. That wasn't just meant to be no, th- throw a, a throw away. away. I think that is going to be very telling uh, or a little hint about stuff that we're going to find out about Shaw. And I'm actually as much as I can't stand this guy's character right now, I am super curious about where they're going to go with him because they wouldn't be building him up to be such a dickhead and such an outward dickhead to Mm -hmm. these characters if they didn't have something really seriously planned for his character. I really hope so, at least. Again, I hope we don't get Frank Bonard with it, like WandaVision, you know, <laughs> yeah. and be like, oh, man, I really thought Shaw was going to turn out to be something interesting, and he's just some throwaway character that, you know, he's going to die by episode five or something like that. Like, that would suck. Anyway, um, so all of that is going on. Meanwhile, again, back with Rafi, she goes back to the... Uh, the drug I, I drug don't know. planet yeah the drug whatever planet called. whatever you want to call it yeah i don't know if that's actually what it's called but she goes back to the underworld essentially and with the information that she got from her husband she finds out that there is a ferengi dealer information guy named sneed 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 okay <laughs> a, and uh what a name for ferengis sneed. i know sneed <laughs> sneed was the name of the head security cop in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park oh, from 1978. 
Like you how I know that. that yeah. I would know that. Of course yeah. I would know that. Sneed. That's the first thing I thought of when I heard Sneed is I just heard I just heard their voices in my head. Anyway, <laughs> started singing kiss songs. Anyway, um so she goes and meets up with this Sneed who's very much your typical Ferengi. He tries to be all kinda like coy and you know like goofy but but turns out he's actually super devious mm-hmm. um he susses raffi out right away oh, she gives a big tail so yeah <laughs> she 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 he susses her out right away he's like she's trying to pretend that she's working for this other guy who Toluco, Toluco who had gotten this who had been part of the whole thing with this stolen tech and everything. And she's trying to play like this whole, she puts on this whole persona of like, I'm working for Toluco and why did you sell him out and blah, blah, blah. Like she thought she was going to try to freak him out. Um, Unfortunately, he knows that she's full of shit. And because he suddenly pulls out Toluco's head. He After him. he makes her take the drugs. After he makes her take drugs to prove that she's not uh, Starfleet, mm-hmm. which he knows she is. Even 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 aside from knowing that she's full of it, when it as far as the Toluco thing, he knows. He calls her out. He tells. He says, "I know exactly what you are." Like he's you're like you're Unit Thirty One. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. Like he knows exactly who mm-hmm. she is, and he makes her take drugs. She stupidly does it um, to try and because she's so determined to prove herself and everything. So now she's fallen off the wagon with that. Um, plus, the drug was very dangerous. It wasn't it wasn't like I don't think it was like her usual drug. It, no, it he, fucked her up big time. Yeah. Yes. He, he. Yeah. He said so I forget what he said, but it's like I called it this because it tears you apart or something like yeah, that. Put you back together. Tears you apart and put you back together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. um that looks really bad for her. You're like, oh my god, she's she's toast. And then the other baddest ass scene from the episode oh, yeah. happens. Somebody comes in and just starts cleaning house. Just starts. Yeah, I love how they did this scene because you see her like her her vision. Everything's getting fuzzy and weird, right. and then things are happening so fast. You see everybody flying everywhere, and I was like, right. what is even happening? I don't understand. Who's doing what? Is it bad guys fucking people up? Is it good? Who, what's happening right now? Right. I just, it was such chaos. I, I loved how they did all that. Yeah, they, they did it. Because they kept us guessing too. Yeah. At least it did me. Yeah. So they did it. Like even Rafi, she's trying, you get the, you see the look on her face like she's trying to stay conscious. Her vision's all blurry and she's trying to figure out like what the hell's going on. Like she doesn't even understand like what's going on. She just knows that there's a melee mm-hmm. happening and she can't really make it out. Well, what we come to find out is that it was her Starfleet handler who knew she was going to go rogue, figured out <laughs> because she was pretty obvious, like, Oh God, this, this girl's going to go off the deep end. And, yep. You know, and, and I like it or not, you know, no matter how much, you know, he told her like, you know, you, you know, back off, it's still your responsibility. You know, this is still your agent mm-hmm. working for you and it's still your responsibility and who did it turn out to be causing all that slaughter but none other than Worf. motherfucking Worf yeah. that was amazing and it was amazing like <sighs> it was so cool the way they did that cause like 
there was there's been some criticism so far of like people like in the in the first episode seeing somebody like Beverly, you know, again a pacifist using rifles shooting all these people dead and all this and people are a lot of like old fans have been saying like man that ain't right, you know, like that's too violent for Star Trek and all this stuff. But you know what? It ain't too violent for Worf because yeah. violent violence comes, you know, it's part of the territory. He's he may be a cool Klingon, you know, he's not one of them crazy ones, but you know, he's, he's a warrior man. And he comes in and when he cuts the head off of Sneed, oh, that was awesome. I know people have issues with that too. Cause again, the whole family thing, but it was amazing. He foreshadowed it by showing us two locos head or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yours is coming next. So. Yep, exactly. Be right next to him in two seconds. That's so. exactly. It was awesome. Yeah. And then we, we finally get the close-up reveal of Worf, you know, uh, carrying Rafi out of there and stuff. There's and, one line. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> disengage. Told you to disengage. You didn't listen to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was great. Um, so then, anyway, that's pretty much for now. That's the end of the Rafi storyline. We go back to... Uh, the, Titan. the Titan and everything. And again, you know, they're 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 down to the wire. They don't know what they're going to do. Uh, and basically, Picard is just or is, is he's just waffling on it. And Riker's like, OK, enough, enough of this. Riker being Riker takes charge and is like, I'm going to go and find Beverly storms into the medical center and everything is getting yelled at by the doctors like hey what are you doing he's like no 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 no. he's grabbing things he said she's gonna live so yeah it's time to wake her ass oh she's gonna live she's okay to live and everything she's still in a world of pain and all that too fucking bad you know so he starts shooting her up with stuff meanwhile simultaneously jack being the devious one that he is manages to break out of the brig that was pretty cool too yeah that was pretty cool oh thank you yeah (laughs) he breaks out of the brig and he's trying to get away and what ends up happening is instead of like you know doing something shady like he's not trying to steal something he's not trying to he's trying to beam himself aboard the enemy ship and Picard uses that as a good excuse to Shaw on them and said look he's trying to protect us Mm -hmm. this guy is not the bad guy that you might think he is you got to trust my gut on this he's not a bad guy he's trying to go he wants to protect us and everything simultaneously while that's happening they are down to the last moments in walks Beverly or barely walks Beverly in Riker's help in walks Beverly yeah in walks Beverly and then we get what I think is the the probably uh, the there's the three great scenes in this. There was the one of the Titan showing up at the last minute to save the day. There's Worf showing up to save the day, and then there's Beverly showing up, Beverly to save the day. stumbling in to save <laughs> yeah. the day. And there's no dialogue here. The way they did this was so tasteful and clever. There's no dialogue. They just look at each other. Mm-hmm. And Picard and Beverly are able to speak to each other just with their eyes. And there's so much understanding and, and everything is processing there and stuff. And Picard Picard is just like, damn it. He's like, oh, he's, like oh. he's like, listen, the reason we have to no, save... He's yeah. like, I'm calling Admiral Duties. Oh, yeah. Well, We're not doing this. Yeah. He, stop it. Stop yeah, it. And Shaw's like, what? Why? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he he's tell he basically pulls rank 
on the ship and Shaw's like, you, dude, you can't do this and everything. And he's like, why can't you? Well, and Picard doesn't want to say it, doesn't want to say it. But finally, with Beverly being there, he ends up saying, because that's my son. <laughs> And and everybody and Shaw, I have to admit, Shaw's reaction to that was beautiful. Shaw's like, oh Fuck god, it. Damn all right, it. now we got to. He's like, oh my god, you're gonna be kidding me. Like I can't be the one responsible for turning over Jean Luc Picard's son to bounty hunters and all that. Like, oh, so it's like, all right, well, you know, we what are we doing? So essentially, they end up being like. All right, fire a bunch of shots at the at the uh, at the enemy ship, and we're going to make a break for it, and let's go flying to the clouds, which is an old Star Trek thing. We've seen that before. Yeah. The whole like let's go hide in this like nebula cloud thing and stuff. And we've seen Beverly do it. We, we've seen yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen that. We've seen that. We've seen again. Wrath of Khan is very many times. Yeah, this this again. They are really referencing the Wrath of Khan thing. I I don't know why. They're referencing a. They're all over the place. They're it's referencing true. everything. It's and it's amazing. But the but the Wrath of Khan thing in, in particular, Especially. they seem to be, they 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 seem to really be there. Oh, we're getting comments in here. Scott, hey, what's going on, Scott? He says, I love that Bev didn't say a word. Picard knew what she wanted exactly, and I thought that was great. Like she didn't come in there and be like Jean Luc, he's your son, or anything like that. That just that look and the way they played it. These two. Long lost friends. Long lost friends, lovers, these people that just go back as far as uh, as possible almost. And that look of her being like, I I called you for a reason. You know what I mean? Like it had to be you for some very specific reasons. (laughs) And him just being like, oh shit, okay, yeah, I get it. Like now I really get it. They take off, man, and that's and and meanwhile, Vatic is like thrilled, yeah, like she yes, she loves that this has turned uh, into so a, a, a cat and mouse game now. Mm-hmm. Like she loves the chase again, very con like, you mm-hmm. know. She's loving, so she's like, go after him, and uh, that's basically where it ends. Yeah, that I, I was getting so frustrated at the end. I was like, go, go. You know how many weapons she has? Go, and there was like the slowest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, get out of sight. What is wrong Half with you? Impulse power. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. What is happening? Yeah. Uh, Scott says in the comments Amanda Plummer was brilliant casting as Vatic. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. That's what she we were saying. So much fun. That's what we were saying earlier. Like, um, because we know from her past roles she's done in Pulp Fiction, things like that. Like, she can play that unhinged you know, laughing mad person kind of role like so well, just like you actually. I was just gonna say it's my like my Joker. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> you. Yeah, just just like you. We've got our own Amanda Plummer over here on this show. So uh, yeah, I th- I thought everything so far. I'm really pleased with the casting they've done. Um, you know, I th- again we've mostly seen old familiar faces, but I think that they've sprinkled them some new people. Yeah. I was glad we got to see a little more Sydney. Right. This time. Yeah, just a hint of her. She had a couple really lame lines. Yeah. I was like, oh, it looks really pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but they were, I mean, they were comedic, I guess, just to kind of break the They were the kind of Jordy ish. Yeah, they kind of were. So you know, I was loving, even that, I was loving them. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think, uh, I think that actress, uh, Ashley Sharp Chestnut, I think she's, she's great casting. Like, I'm like, yep, that, that seems like that would be Jordy's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spilliers as Jack Crusher, I think he's 
doing a great job so mm-hmm. far. He's he's witty and you know he's kind of a little dashing and a little little bit of a snot, you know, <laughs> at the same time. He's Picard. Yeah, exactly. He's a baby Picard. Exactly. Uh, Todd Stashwick as Shaw. Yeah, we're loving to hate him. Yeah, he's because he's to me, he's got that face. He's got that fucking face, man. (laughs) He just he reminds me of um, he reminds me of like Negan, you know, from The Walking Dead. Uh, You know, it's the same same thing like that actor can I, I see him and I just am like. Uh, even in real life, like, and I've heard that he's a great person, like in real life, but I'm just like, oh, it's Negan, and that's the comedian from Watchmen, and oh, I hate that guy. Like, <laughs> he just has that face, you know. And uh, Todd Stashwick, he's got that. He's just got that face that you're like, I want to punch that face, you know. But in all fairness, no, no offense, Scott, or or, or, or a Todd rather, no offense, Todd, but that indicates he's a really good actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that he's he's really so good at that to to do that because I'm sure he's probably nothing like that in real life. Yeah, so. I can't wait to go to a Trek convention because now I got to meet him. I got to know what he's like in real life. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that. It was it seemed like it was so long ago, but we went to that Trek convention. That was just last year, wasn't it? Wasn't that long ago? Last year, year before, I don't remember. I thought it was last year. Either way, it's been too long. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go back. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, especially since I I think that the initial response from the fan base has been largely positive to uh to season three. So, I mean, the response that we saw to people towards the Picard cast and everything that was that was during season two. When yeah, we it was really good. It was really good. So, I mean, if that was good, oh, people this are going to be, be hyped. So, I really, really hope that there's another Trek convention coming through uh, our area because we're in the Midwest here. And with that, uh, I don't think there's a whole lot more to say. You got any I notes have you'd like to bring one up? more thing I'd like to say. Sure. Last time I did a lot of complaining mm-hmm. that this is dark. way too dark. Yeah. Way too dark. Why does it have to be so dark? This time what popped at me was all the color behind the darkness. Okay. There was a lot of neon. Like the one you have Picard here. There's all those lights and everything behind it. They're all right. backlit. Right. And I was really enjoying it. Yeah, I thought I thought everything looked pretty good. Um, you know, the 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 Rafi stuff was still a little dark. Um, you know, because but again, yeah, I they're don't, in the seedy part. So yeah, I don't think there was a whole lot. It they didn't could, bother me as much as time. You know, yeah, exactly. But I thought, you know, even looking at things like the shots, like of the ship and everything, yes. like I, that's gorgeous looking. Like that should be a poster on the wall. Yeah, you know? that's amazing. Preferably with the Titan in between it. Right, breaking the beam. Breaking the beam, like and everything. <laughs> so cool! I yeah. love that scene. And yeah, and really cool effects. Like, like the effects haven't been overboard because again, it's a TV show. There's only so much they can do. But the effects they have done and cho- have chosen to do have been really cool. The lasso effect they did. When when they oh yeah I wouldn't even talk about that. well we mentioned it at the we beginning briefly the beginning, but, but when the when uh, Vatic showed what she could do with that crazy lasso thing like the card's like what happened right and <laughs> so like, you didn't see the big ass ship coming at us right yeah yeah I like that was sitting he's like oh, I think they just threw a ship at us actually like you've what? never seen anything like that on Trek mm-hmm. so there's even like new stuff but it's not like overboard I think it's all being done very tastefully. Yeah, again, like I said, I am worried. I I really hope the pacing remains 
good or gets a little better and everything in terms of revealing the story. Um, I again, I really don't want to wait until like episode nine to go. Oh, that's what this has all been about because that's what they did in season one and two. Um, <laughs> I really don't want that to happen again. It, it it makes it so much harder to really get fully invested in the story when they do that. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's great, man. Yeah, like good on them. I'm you know third times the charm yeah. seems to be. The catchphrase, yeah, yeah, that everybody's saying is this is third time is the charms. So. Yeah, and I, I know it's a TV budget, but yeah. to me, like especially this episode, felt like the movie. Yes, that we always wanted. Right, it, it's I I can't say enough good things about this episode. It was so freaking amazing. Right, and I feel like that's a good point in that I've seen other people uh, online talking about this show and saying that this feels more like the movies than the TV show. Mm-hmm. Like if you're somebody that was expecting this to be just like TNG back in 1991 on on you know on uh, UPN or whatever it was on and everything, like it's not that. This is a completely different thing. This feels more like the movies, not just the next gen movies, but the original series movies as well. Mm -hmm. It has that kind of vibe to it. Even the musical cues. Oh, Worf's Klingon music. Oh, Uh, that was awesome. And even just like little noises when they use like the the sound that they make, that that piano string being plucked sound, sound like when they're in space. That's so. You know, that's a specific instrument. Okay. And it's like a long pipe or something. Oh, they do. right. And the guy that invented that yeah. was actually played Kirk's son in the original series. And I think it was in a different episode too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So he's got a Trek background. He's got a Trek track? Yeah. He's got a Trek record? Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that is really cool. And I did not know that. So, again, she's the wealth of information here. <laughs> so, anyway, we've we've talked a long time about this episode. This has been a little long. But there was a lot to unravel in this episode and a lot to go over. Um, as good as episode one was, episode two was that much better. Oh, so good. Um, really eager to see where they go with three because now the, the chase is on. Mm-hmm. Worf is with Rafi like uh, man like there there's a lot of stuff yet to come we still didn't get any furthering of the story of what is exactly going on with Will Riker you know because oh, yeah. we haven't seen Troy. we haven't seen Troy yet and from the the little bits and snippets we've seen from like the trailer teaser trailers and stuff we know that there's some drama there's going to be you some better drama. not go back to wharf i'm not okay with that it wasn't oh. okay the first time around I'm yeah okay I, no nah, i don't see that happening i i don't think that's going to no, be I it either, but, but i definitely think she's got some issues with will being out there risking his ass when she's at home with one child and and another child that's that was buried and all that right. you know. yeah i have a feeling Plus, she's an empath, so she knows what's going on with him. You know, like that. You're you're married to Deanna Troy. There ain't no hiding what you're really feeling and thinking because she knows. You know, she can oh, read your feelings. Oh, there's another one choosing between their child and people, other people's lives. That's a good point. She, yeah, exactly. Riker should be at home with his wife and child, but he's out there cavorting around space with his old, with his old captain again, yeah, and everything. So yeah, there is. There's. 
yeah, lots of parallels. That's why I said there's so we could talk another twenty minutes about this, but we won't. Yes. Um but cut ourselves off right there's, now. There's a lot to get into with this episode. So again, we would love to know, like we appreciate Scott and anybody else that's uh watching and pitching in with their thoughts and comments. We would love to know your thoughts and comments, not just so much about what we said, but what did you think of the episode and where do you see this going? We would love to hear theories because theories are always fun even if they're off the even wall even if we get one division we still love doing it <laughs> oh gosh yeah it's been what like three years now or something still not and we're okay still, we're, still we're still recovering recovering from wandavision <laughs> but anyway we will be back uh next thursday uh not sure if it's going to be the two of us or me and matt or you or we, maybe we, a little late or maybe a little late yeah, yeah. we may end up we'll i gotta work to, late sorry guys yeah we'll have to see what's going on but we're determined to do this every Thursday. I know later on there's going to be a Thursday or two I'm going to have to miss because uh, I've got traveling to do. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But either way, Geeking Poetic will be be here and we'll be talking about Trek. So live long and prosper, everybody. Do it again. Can you do it? You Uh, can do it. Oh, I did it. Oh, you got it. Double handed. Oh, wait, I'm losing it. Uh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it, Jim. She's losing her, Jim. Cut us off. Cut it off. (laughs) Bye, everybody. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.